Let's do it. All right. Hi, guys. Daniel Hi. Evans back here again today with my wife and partner, Whitney Evans at Whitney Evans Beauty. Yes. And uh, on the way here today, we were talking about what we were excited to talk about on the podcast today. Uh, really, it's been with us since we began this journey uh, in the beauty industry. So today we want to talk about our culture uh, and how that's affected us, our team, uh, and everybody involved in this journey that we're on. So um, I want to start with asking Whitney uh, a question uh, that I think will pull some of the information out that we would like to talk about today. So Whitney, in the beginning, you've worked in suites, you've worked in salon settings. Um, you always had kind of a back of your mind uh, vision, I guess you, you would say that, you know, you would like to build a team or build a culture. Uh, mm. It a little bit. It, it was kind of a dream, but then it was like, do I really want to? Because places I had worked in the past did have some drama and things. So if I did want to do it, and then when I finally decided to do it, I was like, okay. Right. Because there was a point in time I was like, heck no, because I saw what my owners I was working with are having to deal with when it came to culture. So, yes. yes, 100%. And I, I think that's like the fear barrier. And a lot of people talk about yeah. the the barrier of fear that you talk yourself out of things because nothing's easy worth no. worth doing type stuff. So, no, it's not. So let's talk about how the web, we call it web, Whitney Evans Beauty Culture, yes. was kind of defined in the beginning because we still yeah. see its parts today. Yes. So nothing's really changed besides the, the team has grown yes. and the belief system that we have has grown. But from the beginning, we had these principles that we stuck by. So I'd love to hear your part on that. I had a vision when I first like came out on my own was to just create like a super happy, welcoming environment. Like I wanted, you know, it to be nice and the clients feel like a luxury coming to get their hair done. But I also wanted like a good feeling for them to come into. We're happy to see you. Like we're still your friends. Like it's almost like a, a hometown vibe, but mm -hmm. super nice place to come. Um, Obviously, it was just me starting out. Um, and then we kind of built our culture with instead of hiring a bunch of people at once and trying to blend all those personalities, we hire like one person at a time. So then after me, I added Ashlyn. Then after me and Ashlyn were rolling, we added Jess. And then after um, all three of us were rolling, we added Hannah. And and it's kind of trickled that way. We don't really just hire a bunch of people at one time to hire them. Like we wait until there's a need and until the person that was hired before them is settled, a part of the team, a part of the culture. So we can keep that um, friendship and like team really strong before we just automatically add a new person. It's like adding people to your family. You know, if you all oh, yeah. of a sudden added three people to your family and then you try to like live in a house together, that might be hard versus just like doing it one at a time, 100%. building it slowly. 100%. I love that. Um, and one thing that I've noticed since, you know, I'm on the back end, I meet yes. with everybody once a month. Obviously, I get to talk to you about it every single day. We're under the same roof. So um, I feel like instead of building like a factory, you know how you like you put machines in place and like this machine's supposed to do this much and this. Mm -hmm. It's more like a culture built on human interaction and love and caring and goals and everybody yeah. knows where everybody stands. Yeah. Um, and I feel like people like that. Yeah. That are, instead you know, of like, I know traditionally, like we've even set in some trainings for it and just kind of took what we liked from that and what we didn't with other like salon systems. We've kind of 
just created our own, I guess, in a way. And we do look at numbers and we look at performance, but we also look at the person as like a whole person and what their strengths and weaknesses are as a stylist and create a plan specifically for them that fit within our culture. Because I feel like if people have goals, like if they have goals and they feel valued, like they're always going to show up their best versus like I need you to hit this number like if you don't like you're never going to succeed at our company sorry but like I don't really want to lead with fear that way like because I know I don't respond well to that to each their own I know everybody's different everybody's business is different when whatever we say on here it's just for you know to help and this is kind of how we do it but I really try to look at the stylist as a whole person, not just their performance. Because most of the time, if something isn't hitting where it needs to be, it's because something we need to do in leadership to help them. Yes. Um, that's been number one. Or they may have something going on or a fear or an extra training that they need to do to um, get to where they need to be. Absolutely. And I, I love fear mm-hmm. because, and I've always, I think, told the girls this, that like, it's just like something that's there, but it's not real. Yeah. But it feels real. It's like a dream. It feels like you real. wake up, you're like, yes. how is that not real? Like I just felt touched and everything about that. Yeah. But I always like to tell people and people out here listening may have heard this before, but fear to me, I know fear to you and fear to our culture means false events appearing real. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at 99% of the things that you fear in your life, sometimes it's hard to look back and be like, man, that, that was so crazy. I thought of it like that. Because mm-hmm. it is. Like, whether your fear is, is double booking, right? Yeah. You've never done it before. You can. You're mm-hmm. skilled in it. You've trained in it. Or whether your fear be hair extensions and, and the application method, whatever it may be, when you get on the other side of that fear, it's like going to the circus when you're a kid. It's like you get that huge release of like, I can do this. Yeah. And I want to do this. And I feel like that is what we have loved as a culture to support is people looking back and being like, man, I've come such a far away. So, yes, you know, and I think what's good <laughs> about our culture too is into what creating that like really is like, it's utmost like number one rule to be a part of the Whitney Evans beauty team is that you cheer for each other. You help each other. Like, you know, say you have, you know, your friend working next to you, you can sense they're having trouble with something instead of just being like, oh, well, she'll figure it out and rolling on and, you know, being like, well, that girl may come back to me next time, you know, kind of a single person mindset, which I've worked in salons that way. And it's terrible, especially as a new stylist. We all want to jump in and help each other. Like, let me help you formulate that. Let me help you dry Um, your client out so you can stay on time like let me help you make that person feel special and then they gain that confidence in having a team that if maybe they get in the weeds is what we call it like you get behind or get in a situation that's uncomfortable as a stylist which happens all the time Mm -hmm. um that you have a whole network of support with your coworkers to help you through it and help you learn and that you're not just alone having to tackle this 100%. thing and build your career. Like yeah. you have a whole group of people with you. So. I love that. And I always like to look at people that are achieving like what I want to achieve yes. or look at people that have a story about what they went through to yeah. achieve, you know, the things that, you know, I'm going after, you're going after, or girls in the sauna are going after. Yeah. 
nobody ever tells a story of how they achieved something all on their own yes. and they had no help. And like, we always never. try to ride that home. And even our, our stylists have been with us a long time, really try to mentor the younger ones. Like, hey, like, this is okay. This is normal. This is everything we've been through too. Like, hold your head up versus like having like a hierarchy. Like, I'm better than you. This yeah. is what we do. Like, we're, we're trying, like, we all can't rise unless everybody rise, I guess. Yep. So... Um, one thing that I want to talk about, I think, because yes. I know that a lot of stylists are watching this or upcoming stylists are watching yeah. this and they're probably wondering like, what's it look like to get hired in at Whitney Evans Beauty? So talk about kind of how, um, they come in, obviously they're an associate, but mm -hmm. let's talk about like what they get to do day one when they start after they get their license. Okay. Well, let's start from the hiring process. I let's guess I feel like we've been really lucky. Like number one, I say number one thing that has blessed our business and has blessed our culture is having a partner, like a kind of a partnership with Tennessee School of Beauty. Mm -hmm. Or if you're a salon owner listening to this, like really creating um, good bonds with a local beauty school because we kind of know what we're getting before that person interviews. Like we talk to their teachers, we talk to the school, we know what kind of student they are. Um, so if all that checks out, we bring them in and then we do shadow days as a part of our interview process. And that really tells if like their vibe is going to match our vibe for success for both people. Like this isn't just for us to be like, oh, you're in the club or you're not. It's also for that stylist. Like they may shadow up, shadow with us and decide, you know what? Like I kind of want to do like facial services and like that's something they don't offer. So I don't think this is the salon for me or I kind of want to do like any other kind of um, skill or something that maybe we don't specialize in. Then they will know like, okay, like that salon might not be for me. So shadow days are for us both. They're for the salon and for the future stylist. But if, you know, they come to their shadow day and everything's great, we love each other, they start to work, um, they're matched with a team member, sometimes two. They um, assist through the week and then they automatically, after they get their license, get Saturdays as an opportunity day to take clients. This is different from some other salons. Usually they make you wait like six months to a year before you get your day on the floor. But I feel strongly if you've been in beauty school, you probably have friends and family that you've been doing their hair. I don't want you to have to wait to build those skills with your clients. Um, I, I feel like you shouldn't lose them for a year. Yeah. It's kind to, of a crazy like, I observation. <laughs> I mean, yes, we love having you an associate. Like, and I love having an associate, but the goal for the associate is for them to be a strong stylist. So the minute that they're hitting those goals and they're really good with their clients, like I want them to be doing hair. I want them oh, to yeah. be doing their own clients. What builds confidence? What yes. builds confidence the most as a stylist is to do things and feel reward for that. So yes. a year in beauty school is pretty long time, right? Yeah. In the grand scheme of how. And then, so it's good to just kind of have like that week to learn and to be mentored. And then you have that Saturday to have your time to shine. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, and looking back, like when we first started that with starting associates yes. in the salon, like we have girls after their first year, I mean, they're rolling, right? Yeah. So year two, essentially year one's beauty school, year two salon, year three, they're, they're hitting goals, right? Yeah. So one-on-ones with us start the immediately, day, right? So yeah, let's, let's, even as an associate, let's crush day one, Yeah. which is Saturday. And then let's move towards that. Why don't you day. explain what one-on-ones are? Yes. 
Sorry, I get ahead of myself. Um, so one-on-ones, which are actually two-on-ones, sometimes <laughs> yeah. two-on-twos. Private meetings. We probably need to like, we probably need to call them like goal meetings or something because I don't even know yeah. why we started calling on that. We were just but. so excited about doing it. We just led with it. <laughs> so one-on-ones are when you um, come in, you have 15 to 20, 30 minutes, depending on obviously the goals that we're talking about and how long you've yeah. been doing hair and, and what you're trying to get through, whether it be double booking or whether it be adding a service type or whatever. Um, but behind that is a number that you want to hit, right? Mm-hmm. And whether that number be you want to do four colors on a Saturday on average, yeah. and that average is out to be X amount of dollars. And then your goal is to double that amount of dollars, but you know you have to have a second day to do that. So the most exciting part is obviously hitting that goal, but then realizing that you have four more days in the work week and you've already started kind of hitting goals with that first day mm-hmm. and then moving towards those other days yeah. to step into a full-time style. So um, examples, uh, I remember one girl came in and sat down and talked to us and said, listen, I want to buy a house and I don't want to just buy any house. I want to buy something that I'm expired to be in. I want to design it. I want to put furniture in it that I like, all that good stuff. A year later, she bought a house, mm-hmm. um, which is a huge feat for you know, somebody that's not even what? In their early 20s. Yeah, 23, 22, 23 years old. Um, and that's just the first step. But we yeah. covered the plan and strategy, mm-hmm. how to do that inside that meeting. Yeah. And then we literally just chipped away at the numbers that we had to hit. And from there, it's fun because yeah. one of the best quotes I've ever heard is, if the why is big enough, the how will take care of itself. Mm-hmm. So in challenging oh, days... Powerful. Right. Challenging days. When you like, I feel like what's been good with our stylist is that like having a a physical something to work towards versus just a number. Yeah. And I think that's numbers aren't fun. No. Old school sales tag, like make a hundred calls and do whatever. Like, yeah. What's inspiring about that? If you're a computer, it's fun and your brain only operates in ones and twos. But this is about lifestyle. It's about freedom. And freedom isn't like being able to. I mean, it's everything. It's what yeah. you consider freedom in your life. It's freedom taking your dad to go on a trip somewhere. Is it taking your mom to do something? Or is it taking three of your best friends to go do something? You know, mm-hmm. you know, money's a tool that allows you to do that. And being behind the chair and being skilled and passionate about what you're doing with hair and makeup and people mm-hmm. is a great tool to get that. So yes. um, that's my favorite thing. So we'll call it, I think we need to turn it into goal meetings or freedom meetings or yeah, let's we might, crush we might it change meetings. The, change the name after talking I like to it. this. You heard it first. Yes. Right here on Absolutely. Freedom Farm Podcast and Beauty and Style Network. Uh, we can't wait to come out with some more stuff on that. Our girls are going to be so excited. Yeah. The question would be, when we're hiring and when we're bringing someone in, into the salon and they're going to be an associate mm-hmm. coming into the salon, they're going to have a day on the floor. What are some characteristics that we look for that really help us, you know, shorten that process of choosing that person and know that they're a great fit? I would say um, a positive attitude. I say 1,000% I can teach hair skills all day long. I can't teach attitude. Mm -hmm. So a positive attitude, someone that's willing to learn, someone that wants to go the extra mile, that that they just don't, like, do what's expected of them they go further and we usually can see that on a shadow day if they're asking questions if you know they want to help even other stylists say if the stylist they're shadowing has a break um uh, if they have a good reputation at the beauty school 100 percent like that because obviously like we talk to them we know like how your work ethic is um and if they already have goals i love Mm -hmm. like we actually just hired a girl i was so excited when i talked to her you know she 
is about to be 20 this month and her goal was to graduate school, have a job and get her license by age of 20 and it's going to happen. Oh, so yeah. I really feel like being goal oriented, having a positive attitude, wanting to be a team player, loving people, that, that's been a thing and I feel like with this generation coming up, like the one thing I've seen that's been harder for some people is just having a conversation and talking to people. And I think that's from like social media and stuff. So if someone's a people person and can easily like hold a conversation and talk, um, they fit well in our culture because we like to talk and oh yeah, and well, it's easier to get to know somebody and love them and if they're open and want to make friends, I guess. Absolutely. So. Well, and we see girls sometimes, um, or we have seen in the past, where a girl will just go all out on the work. Yes. But she kind of doesn't fulfill the yeah. conversation piece that that client's looking for, and the client yeah. leaves kind of uninspired. So it's hair and, and the conversation. Feel good. Like um, if their like number one goal um, to join the beauty industry is the how they love how making people how they love how they make people feel then yes. that is like that's a key thing I'm always listening for everything because so. I know when I go especially in a setting because they don't know each other sometimes it's a first time client like yeah that's a big leap for someone to come sit in a chair with someone mm -hmm. for a couple hours that they don't know so making them feel welcome at home essentially yes. they're not sitting on your couch in your living room but they kind of are they're sitting in your chair with you and your yeah. family and your team uh, and making them feel so knowing that you have a passion to make people feel better around you and feel better about themselves, mm -hmm. I think is a key ingredient yeah. to absolutely doing the best that you can yeah. do and hitting your and, goals. And that's what we've seen. Like that's a big characteristic for not only people to like join our culture, but to stay and have longevity in the salon, mm -hmm. I think is to really like love making people feel good. Um, talking to people, making friends, like, cause that's one thing that's rewarding about our industry versus like doing something else is that you really do make friends with your clients oh, yeah. and you know, you get to be in their lives, like the best days of their lives, like their wedding before they have a baby, like any special event, like they tell you about, like sometimes I know my clients are pregnant before even like some of their family does because they tell me before they get their hair colored, you know, it's a big deal. And I feel like the people that thrive most in our culture are ones that see the big picture and not just the technical skills. Yeah, because it is a two-way street without a question. Yes. And we, you know, talking about this, it's, you know, a lot of information if someone just comes in and sits down and hears the story. But yeah, the reason we're so passionate about it, I think, is, is because we've had girls, you know, on the team four or five years that came in and believed this same philosophy. Mm -hmm. And now the goals that they had, they've already achieved, and now mm -hmm. they're setting new goals. So talk about, like, what all this ends up being for someone as a stylist if they listen to it if it, it you know it fits their values and their beliefs mm -hmm. what does that do for somebody that starts from day one to day no from day one to year four i mean it's life-changing yeah i mean our first associate hina which she's coming on the podcast super pumped soon, about it yeah um like she came just right out of high school right out of beauty school to now like she now owns a second home <laughs> you know like she's bought one home yeah. sold it owns a second home yeah. um getting married you know going on the vacation she wants like driving the car she wants you know doing things for her friends and family that she wants to do so 
I mean, it's everything. And then just four years and it's really just like, and it's not that the path has been just like perfect. You know, we've kind of had to perfect yeah. things in there. We've had to meet and do, but like, like, I feel like if you're looking for a salon, anybody out there listening to this and that, and you want to know if you're in the right place, like always look to your leadership that, that they always want to help you. Like, I feel like it needs to be a two way street. I feel like that the biggest key to a culture is if your leadership wants to help you versus what can you do for them, then both parties are always going to win. And I feel like that's definitely the way we were with her. Like, yes, we had expectations with her, but then it's also like, hey, like, please tell us, like, we want to serve you because I feel at the end of the day, like being a leader is serving people. Like people want to think it's like, oh, you're the boss. You do this, this, and that. But when it's exactly the opposite, like you, you're you checking in with each and every person. Like you have this responsibility for their careers and for their lives. Yeah. And you want to serve them to make sure that they're getting what they need from well, you. Well, and at some point they become a leader in their own and, life. Yeah. And yeah. that's what, and she's killed, like she's killed it. And, and then she's rose up and now she's mentoring younger mm-hmm. people too and so and that like as me i'm my crowd lord it just makes me like the happiest yeah it's the amazing it, yeah. it, it's literally being able to see people's life completely change yeah because you create a win-win situation yes it always needs to be like both parties always need to win in a culture like without doubt yeah when does hannah come on the pot is it in november november yeah stay tuned yes she'll be the first of many yes. uh, uh, of the girls coming in yes. i'm excited about all the different topics that yeah. are going to be and I right just think there. that, like, that's what culture is, like, to me. is like almost like a family working together for a common goal to, like, build better lives for themselves and the people around them. I oh, mean, yeah. for any company. And, I mean, we do hair. But I think that, you know, we should care about each other. Like, I don't, I don't necessarily be like, okay, you do this, this, and this for me. Okay, bye. Like, no personal. Like, that's not the way I roll. Yeah, that would feel, like, empty. And I think, too, like, as far as drama in the salon industry, I think it's gotten a little better because I think the good thing about um, this um, this generation coming up, they have so much information, so they have a lot to learn and to stay busy and to film and to do with TikTok and everything that kind of cuts down on that just nitpicky cattiness. I think, I hopefully, I, I hope that's old school. Yeah. Um, but I think that if you always are giving people something to do and to something to be inspired about versus like you're just staying here and this is where you're always going to be, you can never move past it, I think that that's the key. Yeah. From hair machine to hair world hair team type deal. Yeah. And I think that's, I think the industry's flipping over upside down on that. Yeah. I know there's some great salons in, in town yeah. that I can see that have that same viewpoint. And then if you yeah. get on the internet, you can see people all over the world, California, Texas, Atlanta, all yeah. that. So it's, uh, it's amazing. But, you know, to end it on my end, I would say if you're coming out of beauty school and you're, where am I going to end up? Where am I going to build my hair life? Where am I going to build my career? Go and look at three or four or five salons. Yeah. Give yourself time. I want people, like when people come to us and decide if they want to be a part of our culture, like I want them to have looked everywhere. Yep. Because I want to know that they truly love what we do and want to be where we are versus like maybe seeing us on Instagram and, you know, think that that's what they want to yep. do without trying everything else. Right. So. 
had the experience, yes. right? It's, it's like making you can't read a book about being a professional and go do it. You got to go experience it. So yes. go experience. That's why shadow yeah. days are huge. That's why listening to the person that's going to hire you is huge. And just and if they have a podcast, listen to their podcast, right? Yeah. That's where you really learn, you know, because they're yeah. talking about years of stories into yeah. 20, 25 minutes. Because, you know, you know, we've made mistakes along the way, too, of maybe thinking someone was the end all be all, but it ended up not being a fit for our yep. culture, too. So values have to match. Yep. I love it. Yep. All right. I think this podcast will serve some people, right? Hopefully. I like it. Thank you, bud.